When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Thursday. Sex Panther, what's going on? Uh, sitting in the second chair again, part-time Max, taking another siesta. I think it's work-related or something. He's got a meet-up. He's, he's busy. So here we are. I, I'm glad I get to talk now. You know, we never we never really call ourselves professionals. But I, I, if you could hear what goes on in the pre-show, like just have, having our – the last thing he says, shut up for 40 seconds. Because we're going, we're going, <laughs> we're going live. Like, just shut up, and that I, I hope that makes it into sexy song. So I did shut up for my forty seconds. Now I can talk, and we get to talk to somebody else today, right, Arch? Yes, we do. What's going on, Philip? Good morning, gang. The chains are off. We're, we're set free after the forty seconds of silence. I am pumped up. We got a lot going on today, so uh, I'm I'm ready. Well, you're extra excited. You want you clued us into something right before we started. What's going on with you in about like? Just a few seconds. Um, well, my, my, my girl, Dasha Kazakina, she's a 50, she was a 50 to one to win the French. And uh, she's here in the semifinals, the final four, taking on Iga Sviatek, who has won 33 matches in a row. She's a seven to one dog today, my girl Dasha. So uh, fingers crossed, really, uh, really need a, a lightning strike of good luck today. All right, let's do it. Don't talk shit in the book club about either of them. That will bite you in the ass. It did with the Phillies. Yes, yeah. yes, it did. <laughs> now, wasn't there a five to one lead for the Giants when you did that? Yep, he was dunking on him, just dunking on him. I think I called him the fighting fucktards or something. I, I think that <laughs> might have been. Uh, oh, I, so I was stunned to wake up and see I lost that game. <laughs> wake up! <laughs> what time were you in bed last night? Six. Nine o'clock. I was in bed at nine o'clock, but I was up, I was up at two fifteen. But I, listen. We didn't think this could happen. Arch, I know you didn't think this could happen, but the fucking Pirates, the frauds that they are, swept the goddamn Dodgers in L.A. I know. That's unbelievable. The analytics nerds are turning in their graves right now. That, <laughs> that was ridiculous. So I, I'm sure a lot of people lost the last leg of their parlays with, with the Dodgers the last couple of days. 
Oh, they had oh to. Have. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. Uh, I, all of a sudden, I, you know, that's, I know it's only uh, it's only June, but I've got some questions about the Dodgers now. All of a sudden, um, are they? Do they have problems, Panther? Um, well, they've, they've got a few problems. A part of them, the problem is Cody Bellinger can't hit his body weight, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think their pitching is a little bit suspect here. And we're seeing it with Kershaw being banged up, with um, the other guys being able to get hit. Trevor Bauer will not make any starts for them. I don't know what the hell's going to happen with him. So yeah, I, I do think the Dodgers do have some questions, and you know everybody in that division is markedly better, improved. I know you guys think San Diego's kind of a fraud but the rockies aren't doormats the diamondbacks aren't doormats so yeah i i think them just getting out of the west as the champs is not a foregone conclusion at all bill what do you think i think trevor bauer needs to hire johnny depp's lawyer i think that would uh, swear swear i think that would turn around their their rotation uh, but yeah i mean th- there are some chinks in the armor and uh i don't know man um they, they just can be hit like bueller got knocked around a little bit like you said, Kershaw's on the shelf. It, it, they, they, uh, they need some help. They really, really do. All right. There's some other teams that need some help out there. We've got from CBS Sports, MLB hot seat rankings. Five managers who could be out of a job, including Phillies Joe Girardi. I don't know why you say including Phillies Joe Girardi. Should just be four other guys that should be losing their jobs and Joe Girardi. Let's see. Number one on the list, Joe Girardi. Panther, does he need to get fired? Uh, there's always a scapegoat. There's a, and it, it always starts at the top. It starts with the manager. I have not heard anything that suggests there's problems in the locker room. There's problem with the guys managing egos or anything like that. So we're going to fire Girardi because the Phillies spent a shit ton of money, and they did, on a team that's just been a 500 team for like the last four years. I have a problem blaming this on Girardi. He's going to be the scapegoat, but you know, we were talking pre-show. Do they improve by making somebody else the manager? I don't know that they do. Schwarber's not an average hitting guy. Hoskins really doesn't hit for average. Rio Malto's having a, a down year. Harper's kind of having a down year. I mean, what the hell does a manager do in Major League Baseball anyway? I would hang him if it was, you know, pulling a pitcher too early, leaving a pitcher too late, bullpen. But the hitters, I don't know how you pin this on Girardi. I, I, I don't blame him. I don't know what the fuck the Phillies are supposed to do. They're supposed to be contenders. But I personally am not putting this on Girardi. What say you fighting Phil? Well, I, I, I can speak from the Philadelphia market that the, the radio uh, calling guests around here are calling for his head. Yeah. Uh, the, the radio stations are on fire calling for Girardi's job. Um, I, I agree with you, though, Panther, that uh, the, the Phillies, they spent a lot of money on guys that hit home runs are not built for defense. And, it, and it's showing um, with, with with the lack of, of home run hitting overall in Major League Baseball with the humidors and all that. Um, this Phillies team is not designed to 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 win. I mean, they're just not not hitting home runs they're they're not playing good defense plus a shaky bullpen so all that stuff is somewhat out of Girardi's control I I don't think there's anybody better that you can bring in that would would light a candle under the the Phillies so I mean he's gonna get fired but I I don't necessarily agree with it Mm. 
Phillies are an interesting case. I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. I need to look this up. But apparently in, in this pe- uh, paragraph here at CBS, it says it's seldom a good sign when players are openly discussing their team's low energy level. Hmm. I mean, so. is that really a manager's responsibility? You guys are 20 something, 30 something adults. Uh, you know, and to Phil's point about the home runs, the runs scored, they're not putting up the numbers that we expected them to. And they kind of have to, because unlike other teams who have better than average top, not pitching, the Phillies don't. Aaron Nola is a subpar ace at best. Then you got guys like Zach Eflin, Kyle Gibson, who are serviceable, but they don't have a great rotation. And if you don't have a great rotation. You at least got to have that lockdown bullpen. Well, they don't have that either. So I don't know how you blame Girardi. Maybe the general manager needs fired. He's the one that put this shit show together. Just a quick glance shows they allow four and a half runs a game. They score four and a half runs a game. That usually equals to about 500 baseball, not <laughs> seven games under. <laughs> well, probably, there's probably some unlucky in there, too. That oh, yeah. They haven't been the best in uh, winning those extra inning games. And that goes back to what I was talking about, the bullpen. Those extra inning games are won and lost by bullpens, and their bullpen is not getting it done. Yeah, it's not. All right, let's move on. Dave Martinez of the Nationals is number two on that list. I mean, really? What's he got? What's he got to work with? (laughs) Like literally, they brought in forty-six-year-old Nelson Cruz. Like, what? What has he got to work with here? Trey Turner's not there. Bryce Harper's not there. Um, You know, they've got. Oh shit! I can't think of his name. The all-star outfielder. But he's he's been banged up. They don't have shit for pitching. They're still trotting Patrick Corbin out there. How do you blame the manager here? If I'm him, I want to get fired just so I can go somewhere else. What do you think, Phil? I I, I agree. I just I think they're a bad team, which is which is fine with me because you know we can find value betting against them. (laughs) But um, again, I in in baseball, I just I don't think the manager is as important as like. like a college football coach or, or something like that. There's, there's not a lot of um, game changing decisions that they can make, especially if you don't have the personnel. So I just don't think Washington has the personnel to be a good team. Mm. Yeah. I don't really have a strong opinion on him. He's going to get fired. <laughs> Maybe everybody in the front office of the Nationals should get fired. <laughs> Next up Panther. I wanted to fire this one at you, David Bell for the Reds. You know, I don't get it. The, the red, we've talked about the reds, you know, the general manager came out and, and was kind of railing the fans for not supporting them after they jettisoned like their entire fucking lineup. Everybody was tossed out of Cincinnati. This is a rebuilding team. It's a young team. And yet with the young, there's still an injured team. I don't know how you put this on the general manager or excuse me, the, the, the head coach. This this team is in rebuild mode. You've actually, if you look at how they played over the last month, he should probably get manager of the month or manager of the year for digging him out of that shit show that they started. I mean, we thought this was going to be a hundred and thirty loss team. Now they're probably going to get to you know a hundred loss team, but <laughs> they've actually been they've actually been playing really really well. So uh, no, I do not think David Bell should be fired from Cincinnati. I, I agree. I mean, they're they're 14 and 11 over the last 25 games. They they they've improved quite a bit. They're playing great ball. Um, so, like you said, Panther, you should probably be manager of the month. 
Next up, Don Mattingly for the Marlins. I'm always in favor of Don Mattingly getting fired everywhere he goes. Um, I mean, uh, we're, we're, be- we're beating a dead horse at this point. The Marlins have not done themselves any favors. They have, they've had pitching now for several years. They've traded pitching. They've lost pitching. They've acquired more pitching, and they never go out and get more hitters. And this is a winnable division. There's there's nobody in the NL East that's unbeatable. Even as good as the Mets have been, I don't think it's because the Mets are great. It's because everybody else in the division's playing like shit. If the Marlins would get rid of some of that pitching and get some hitters, this is a team to contend with. They have probably some of the best pitching in Major League Baseball. How do you put that on Mattingly? That's ownership. That's general manager. That's out of Mattingly's hands. I don't, I'm not hanging Mattingly on this one. Get these guys some help. Phil, what do you think? Mattingly, in or out? Um, I, I, I think he should be in, but he's probably going to be out. They, the Marlins just need to open the checkbook and, and sign some hitting. Um, I don't know why Jeter didn't sign any hitting when, they, when he was there. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what's up with this franchise. I, I, I don't know why they won't spend money. But they have a lot of homegrown pitching talent, so it, it just doesn't make sense. So the Marlins they either home. Yeah, good. They had a homegrown. We talked about this last year with Max. They have all this homegrown talent. They have this starting rotation. They have this bullpen. And then it's not even just spending money, Phil. They went out and drafted nine fucking starting pitchers in the draft. Saw that. Like, that was worth a laugh. Yeah, that was worth a what laugh. What are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? With all that aside, this is a winning baseball team. This should be a winning baseball team. The fact that they're not, the fact that they're 20 and 28. It, it makes you want to bang your head against the wall because this team is so much better than that. They, I mean, they're out. I mean, they're scoring four and a half runs a game. They're allowing four runs a game. Everything in the world says they should be a winning baseball team, but they're losing and they're just falling flat on their fucking faces. Mattingly should get fired and he should just be banned from baseball forever. <laughs> Good take. Yeah. It's, your new, it's, it's his new Mark McCarthy. He's going to bang this drum till he's fired. Yeah, right. Well, maybe I have to. No one needs something has to give. And the Mariners, the Mariners manager is the last one on the list, but whatever, whatever. We got Who cares to- about the Mariners? Yeah, right. Not even the Mariners. We have a big game to talk about today. Celtics Warriors. There it is. Uh, Warriors opened up minus three and a half, and it looks like it's three and a half at most books with maybe some of them tiptoeing up to minus four. Sex Panther. <laughs> Well, I don't know how you really, I mean, this is a great matchup, but Golden State at home, healthy, that's the key thing here, healthy, I don't know how you can bet against Golden State, but Boston has been, I mean, they've kind of been the NBA darling for, what, the last five, six months, they've been playing out of their minds the entire the three last three fourths of the season, they've really shown what they're capable of when their back's against the wall. When it is a must-win game, Boston shows up. When it's game one of a series, or you know they're just kind of getting there, I, they haven't played their best. I I feel like Boston knows they've got they've got to get one right. They have to get one in Golden State, and still win all of theirs in Boston. But we saw it against Miami. We saw it against Brooklyn. We saw it against Milwaukee. This team can win on the road. I think they will win on the road. I just don't know if they win today. I expect this to be a really, really competitive series, a competitive game, and I don't really like the three and a half. 
I am going to do a max play here and money line the Golden State Warriors. Oh, all right. Phil, what, what's your thoughts on this one? Could not agree more. Uh, I'm going to be on the Golden State money line as well. Um, I, however, I don't see it as a close series. Uh, I'd see it probably 4-1, maybe like a gentleman's sweep. Ooh. I, I don't think the, the Celtics have the goods. And I, I think Golden State, after after last year, they are motivated to prove that they are the cream of the crop, that they are still relevant and they are capable of winning titles. So Golden State, I'm going to be on them every game. I And uh, them being at home, at minus 165 that bodes well for when they go on the road and i'll be on them then as well on the money line i like the warriors in every market let's do it all right uh warriors to win the series oh by the way only minus 140 that's not too yeah, that, bad that that feels like a great price yeah uh warriors to win four one plus 475 471 i'm not as confident in that i'll just take the i'll just take the series price just take the series price it. yeah fuck just it. take the series price i'm <laughs> kind of a pussy <laughs> I, I agree with you guys 100%. I, how can you fade the Warriors right now? And the Celtics, we honestly don't know what we're going to get out of them, which version of the Celtics is going to show up. Uh, but I'm going to take the Warriors minus the points. I'll take the three and a half. I'll do it on the Warriors. Got a feel for the total? Anything else? 211? No feels take. Like, uh, feels like an underplay. I, oh, my God. I feel like this is an overplay. Mm. I really feel when you look, you know, you look at Boston, you look at the totals going against Miami. It'd be easy just to look at the numbers and think, okay, this can be an underplay. But Miami's not an offensive juggernaut. They they really aren't. They haven't been for the longest time. You look at Golden State series against Dallas. I, it it kind of went over this number quite a few times. The one time it didn't, it was because Dallas didn't show up and only got 87 points. <laughs> I think both these teams get into triple digits. We're only looking at, what, 106 each? Yeah. I think we get there. I love the over. All right. There you go. Hockey. Oilers Avalanche. Well, I laid off this one game one because I wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> Come to find out Edmonton's defense is a little fraudulent. This just a little, just a little bit. But look, they did this against Calgary, right? They gave up nine in game one against Calgary. And then they, they showed up the rest of the series and took care of business. Now, by all means, I'm not comparing Colorado to Calgary, but Edmonton's defense has left a lot to be desired all season. Uh, I think, think they are going to be prone to giving up some goals here. Uh, Colorado, I don't know how you can fade Colorado. I do like this price just because this is Colorado at home, which means I'm going to get the avalanche for a deal once they once they hit the road. Once again, I'm not going to bet this game. I don't want to lay the 180 on the Avs. I do like the Avs, but I am banking on that Edmonton defense to shit the bet again. I'm going to put 10 bucks on the over 7.5. Oh, okay. Phil, what's your thoughts on? I know you're a big hockey guy. You're puckhead. Big hockey guy here. Uh, I am taking a position on the under seven and a half. Uh, I think this is an overreaction to Golapalooza. I mean, seven and a half. That's that's a ton. Um, I am not going to be sold. I'm not going to be duped. Edmonton is zero and three at this number uh, in their last three. Colorado is one and three at this number in their last four. So uh, I, I I think the the trend would tell you to take the over. So as a contrarian, I'm taking the under. I love it. I love being the contrarian. Absolutely love it. I love the under too. Let's do it. Jump off that cliff. 
I'm, I'm hand gonna, in hand. There you go. I'm going to lean the Oilers in this one too. I feel like yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a closer matchup this time. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit of tighter of a game. So yeah, I, I'm going to lean the Oilers in this one. But goddamn, it's hard to bet against the Avalanche. Right. And it's just not enough value to take Edmonton, right? Nah, it's not enough. Which kind of tells you it's probably an Edmonton play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a little breather here. This is that point in the show without Max that you have to find out just how valuable you are to uh, Madison Avenue, right? Those nerds up there, you know, they know everything about you from your phone. Your phone tells them where you are, how old you are, what your gender is, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're going to use that all that information against you and maybe insert an ad right here. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Or not. Well, I don't know. You'll have to tell us what you what happened right there. All right. Baseball. Panther, what do you got? You know, before we get to baseball, I want to talk about what you just talked about. So this past weekend, I was I was up at the casino, had my daughter, we went to this this bookstore, got got some books and whatever. I didn't sign up for anything. I didn't provide my email. I did nothing. I just swiped my my credit card. The very same day, I'm getting emails from this store that I've never <laughs> been to in my life. Like, Big Brother knows what the fuck you're doing, people. <laughs> it certainly does. I'm going back to that, going back to that cash only shit. Go to cash, get uh, a flip phone, baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> going off grid. Let's take a look at the Angels at the Yankees. It was supposed to play yesterday. Now we're going to do a double dip. And in that double dip, we have completely changed the pitching matchup. Babe Ruth himself is going to take the bump in game one. Otani going to go against uh, Nestor Cortez. This is a great, great pitching matchup. Really looking forward to this game. But uh, that Angels offense has really shit the bed. They, they've lost five games in a row. Now they're on the road. They're really struggling. Going against Cortez, who's pitching out of his mind. I mean, the guy's name has to be in the early Cy Young talks. The Yankees at home. And this is a value play at minus 125. I'm all over it. You know how much I love Otani, but I'm sorry. I got to fade him here. Give me the Bronx Bombers for 10 bucks. I love it. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach because, you know, I, I love my props. 
Uh, so the Angels are the third worst strikeout team in the league. Um, and Nestor Cortez, they are the Yankees are seven and two in his starts. So I am taking on on Fanduel a little same game parlay. I'm taking Cortez over five and a half Ks and parlaying it with the Yankees plus a run and a half, and that comes to minus one oh seven. Oh, um, okay. yeah. He goes, uh, yeah, Cortez, he goes 99 average pitches in his last um, five starts. So he, he goes deep. Uh, and the Angels, they have five guys in the lineup today uh, that are over 20% K rate in the last two weeks. You got Trout at 35%, Walsh 38%, Atani 36%, Velasquez 27%, and Marsh at 28%. So they have a lot of guys that strike out. And, uh, and Nestor, he's at 10.36 Ks per nine. So I like it. I like I like Cortez at the the alt K line five and a half with the Yankees run line. All right, I like that play an awful lot. That's cool. Uh, as far as the matchup goes, I like the Angels here. I'm going to lean them. I'm not going to bet. I'm just leaning them. Uh, yeah, the the Angels have stumbled, but so have the Yankees. The Yankees are five and five in the last ten games themselves. So, yeah, both teams are kind of uh, normalizing a bit. Yeah, I'm telling you that, but man, I am just so impressed with the content Phil brings. Where where else are you guys getting those kind of analytics? That's fucking fantastic, Phil. But since you're on that game, let's see if you're on the other one. I've never done this, but I'm doing it today. I'm double tipping in a double header. Game two, we got Cy Young Detmers. He pitched a no hitter, and now he's, I mean, he's really just Detmers. Not, he's just he's just not really that good. Max isn't here to shit on him. He's going to go against Jameson Talion. This is game two. There probably will be some shuffling of the lineup. Some guys will play or not play or what have you. But um, I think that the Yankees can do it again. Another value play, although it's gotten worse since when I saw it, you know, two hours ago. I like the Yankees twice. Give me 10 bucks on the Bronx Bombers again. What a... What money line are you seeing there? Minus one twenty six, maybe. Although some books have it at minus one fifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the one fifty. But if I can get the one twenty six, I'll double dip on the Yankees <laughs> as well. I'm hunting. I just can't find it anywhere. But it's, it's listed as uh, listed as that. Um, are you? If you can get that number, that's the number you'd bet at. If not, you're off. Yeah. Yep. I, I like the first game a lot, though. Okay. Uh, minus one forty five. That's the best line I can find right now for the Yankees. Oh, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing 140 at DraftKings. So Ooh, I'm there. You go. I'll, I'll play it there. That's that's the cutoff. 140. 140. There we go. See, Phil sets a line, and then he's like, "Well, okay, that he'll he'll move the line pretty quick." I'm a man of principle. That's right. Look, Vegas agrees. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to lean the Yankees in game two. I, I like the Yankees in the second game, but not the first game. So, uh, call me Pete Rose. I think they're going to split. Ah. Uh. All right, next game up for me. I've been I've been on this series. I think every single game I've only won one of them. Now I'm just looking to see if I can salvage a split. Tampa Bay at Texas, game four. We'll do it again. I think the pitching advantage definitely goes to Tampa Bay here. Corey Kluber on the mound going against Hearn, who's not having a very good year. I, I think Tampa Bay can get the split here. So at minus one thirty five, there's still value on the Rays. I'll take ten bucks and put them on Tampa. I, I don't have a play here, but I, I do lean Tampa. Uh, I'm seeing 130, 127, so I, I think that's a good price. Um, if Arch talks me into it, I'll play Tampa. No, no, no. Uh, I, I've been, we hit, I hit Texas a couple times in the book club. Now I'm off them. I'm off them completely. I'm just off this game entirely. 
I can't even jump on Tampa's side because I still think they might, <laughs> they have a small chance to lose that doesn't warrant a minus 126. <laughs> uh, next game up for me, we're going to talk about a couple teams with a couple managers that we just talked about. Maybe one of them gets fired after this game. Who knows? But Washington is going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati has the, I would say, the mildest of advantages here at the pitching uh starting pitching here. Ashcroft has only pitched 10 innings, but he's sporting a 1.69 ERA. Now, I, I don't know if he's a control pitcher or maybe he's lucky or what. He's only got four strikeouts in those 10 innings. So not a big sample size, but a Don, I've seen enough out of a Don to fade him. We've seen enough out of the nationals to fade them. So Cincinnati at home minus 135 screams value. Give me 10 bucks on the big red machine like it i i am leaning the reds as well but I, I have one of those uh i have a combo play here uh so i'm i'm on the reds but they have a lot of guys that strike out as well they have they have six guys in the lineup with that 20 percent um strikeout rate over the last two weeks they're also 10th worst in the majors uh adone has been pitching a little deeper in the games he's got an 86 average pitch count this year uh a average 7.2 k's per nine He's got equal splits, uh, home and away, and left and first, left and right. They are also one and nine in his ten starts this year. Uh, so I do think that he's got good enough stuff to pitch deep enough in the game to acquire over two and a half strikeouts. But I'm pairing that with the Reds money line for plus one twenty five. I like it. I'm uh, I'm leaning the Reds in this one. I I think they're going to win. I think you're on the right side. I just don't have enough confidence in them because <laughs> it's the Nationals and it's the Reds. It's a toilet bowl. Right. And the Nationals are on the road. And we know they're definitely better on the That's road. That's true. One more game for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm tempting fate here, but the Dodgers are very fadeable right now. After getting swept by the Pirates, the Mets are going to come to town. Tawan Walker's on the bump. This is a really good pitching matchup. Tawan Walker going against Tony Goslin. Both guys are undefeated. Both guys are having superb seasons. But I, I listen, there's something wrong with this Dodgers team right now. And I can't eat that kind of chalk. So there's value at plus 140 on these Mets. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fire 10 bucks on the value of the nine Mets squadron. Uh, I, I'm seeing plus 150, and I'm, I'm leaning the same way. I, I haven't made a play yet, but it just feels like we've been burnt by the Dodgers for the last three games. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm on the Mets if, if I make a play. Plus 150, T1 Walker, he's, he's good enough to get it done. Um, so I'm with you. All right. Welcome to the game, Dodgers. Uh, you are now my new Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> Can't lose them all. Can't lose them all. 11 bucks on the Dodgers. Don't worry. The, the pirates can't hurt you anymore, at least for now. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow is gone. Uh, that is all I have. Phil, do you have any other bets you'd like to like to place? I got, I got one more. What I got, got one more, and we, it's another, it's another little uh, same game parlay. Mm. I'm looking at the the Tigers and the Twins. Uh, I am looking at Chris Archer under four and a half Ks. Uh, that is minus one sixty eight all by itself. So I, I wanted to get that juiced up a little bit. So I paired it with Detroit plus two and a half uh, runs, and that gets you to plus 116. Archer's average pitch count is 71. Uh, he has pitched into the fifth inning exactly one time this year. 
and he's eclipsed 5Ks only in two of his nine starts. He's better versus lefties, uh, but there are six righties in the lineup and three switch hitters, so I, I don't think he's going to see too many lefties. The Tigers have won six out of the last eight and three of four for Minnesota, so I, I like it. I like him under four and a half Ks paired up with Detroit plus two and a half runs. How the hell did we end up with a five-game series? I've never, I don't recall ever seeing this. Five games with these two teams squared up in Detroit, and Detroit's best them three out of the first four. It's, it's really quite shocking to me. Uh, I know I don't hate the Tigers, but I definitely don't love them. But Chris Archer, you remember, I mean, it's been a long, long time, but Chris Archer used to be an ace. He has not been anymore. An ace for the, oh, my God. <laughs> has, for the longest time, he has not been an ace. I think Pittsburgh thought they were getting an ace when they had him. They they were quick to get rid of him. Uh, I, I, look, I agree with you. I don't think he touches four and a half strikeouts. He's not near the strikeout pitcher that he used to be. And a plus two and a half for Detroit. I mean, hell, the way they're playing right now, they might win the game outright. So you're catching a plus line. I love the play. I'll lean Detroit, but I wasn't on this game. Yeah, I love that play. Uh, Two and a half. Yeah, I think the Tigers can keep it within two and a half. I do have the Twins winning the game, but not enough, uh, you know, not by enough to, 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 to be worried about a two and a half spread. So I like it. Nice. That's all I got. That, that was the last one. I got one more. I got one more. Giants are in Florida. The Marlins are minus 134 against the Giants. This is it. Don Mattingly's got to prove himself today, man. I am taking the Marlins for 11 bucks minus the 134. I think just out of principle, uh, I can't take the Marlins with a minus line. I, I know we expect them to be good. I know we think they're good. But every time they go out there, they're just not good. And to trust that offense to give Alcantara any, you know, support is kind of where the problem is. We love Sandy Alcantara. We love him. And I think he'll pitch very well against the Giants. I have the pitching advantage against the Giants. But a minus line on the Marlins, all I can do is lean the fish. Yeah, I, I can't get there. Uh, if I was playing it, I'd, I'd probably be on the Giants. Um, but I... I since you're on the Marlins arch, I'm just going to, it's a no play for me and I'll root for you. <laughs> the Rockies uncorked the Marlins yesterday. The Marlins realized, oh, we can hit. We, we, we can, you know, score some runs and win a game. That's because the Rockies can't pitch. Rockies can't do much of anything. Uh, let's see. Uh, Iceberg says, Panther, I told you St. Louis Cardinals yesterday. I mean, it was a, it was just a, it was darvish we knew better <laughs> iceberg's got a couple plays he likes the nationals plus one and a half he likes the rockies plus one and a half he likes the rangers minus one and a half Whoa! wow he's really fading me there hmm. that's a big that's a big uh <laughs> that's a big that's, that a, is, that's that a panther is, parlay right there that's disrespecting he's either disrespecting me or has no respect at all for the tampa bay Rays. i think it's a little bit of column a a little bit of column b it could yeah, be. Pick your, pick your poison there. Right, exactly. What did we talk about today? Uh, we talked about managers who should be fired. Don Mattingly should be banned from baseball. He and Pete Rose should never be allowed on a baseball field ever again. Uh, we talked about... That's pretty much it, right? We talked oh, talk a little bit about the games last night. I guess that's, that's it. Pan, uh, Phil, any final yes, thoughts? Sir. Final thoughts. Oh, man. Just always, always happy to be here and... and, and uh, talk about sports with you guys i love it so thanks for having me on and uh tune in tomorrow for usfl and nascar baby that's right sex panther 
Phil, you're sitting in Max's seat. Well, technically, you're sitting in my seat. But uh, I need you to give me your stone cold lock of the day. Golden State money line. Golden State money line. I like it. Love it. Arch. Well, I'll let you pick. Should I take the Dodgers or should I take the fish? Ugh. God damn it. I'm not letting the Dodgers fuck up a parlay. I guess we're stuck with the fish. The fish. <laughs> it's the fish. Uh, you know what? I think we had a lot of agreement in that Yankee game one. So game one, it's going to be the Bronx Bombers. Put them with the fish. Put them with the Warriors. You know, if we're lucky, you got to stay up late and wait for that Warriors game to see if they save our parlay. That will be your DGen parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're hanging out on Twitter. But mostly, it is Discord. It is the book club. Get in there and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We will make sure to call it right back at you. It, we're in there constantly. I think Arch and Phil fucking live in there. But uh, get in there and let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.